Zion. I will say to you that whenever you gather to pray in this house for anything, you must pray the prayers that Jesus commanded. I want to go and search all the prayers that Jesus commanded and make sure you pray it. In your home group, anytime you gather, you must pray the prayers that Jesus commanded. And here Jesus said that laborers are few. Up till now, it is still the same. That God wants you to pray for laborers. Now, you heard what uh, the deaconess said, that when she told someone about the coming of the Lord, that white boy said, I know it is true, because the book of Revelation say, say what says so. Now, let me take you to something in the book of Revelations. You know, I was reading uh, uh, this week. Let me read for chapter 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel coming from out of heaven, having the keys of abyss and holding in his hands the great chain. He sees the dragon uh, the, that ancient serpent who is the devil or Satan and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it all over, sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be, be set free for a short while. He says, then I saw a throne, I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been what? Come on now, what did he say in that scripture? I saw the souls, verse 4 on the screen please. 24, only 4. What did he say he saw there? So the Bible says some people will be beheaded. Have you been hearing in your lifetime people being beheaded as now? I have not been hearing. But now, it's almost every day you see people beheaded. You might have heard that they were beheaded in the secrets and you didn't show you. But now they are showing you live how they are beheaded. You only need to Google beheaded. And you see all the video come up. And you see live as people are made to kneel down. And somebody will come with an axe standing before a living soul and cut off his head in a cold blood murder. Now, if you're a Christian, when others are going for evangelism, you sit in your house. Eternity will ask you. I will together now. If you have an opportunity to witness to somebody and you are still a cosmetic believer, the souls of those who go to perish will ask from you. I will take some of you, one of these days on Sunday service, I will just take everybody out and we march out and go and evangelize. You need to know that no Christian can be useful to God if you don't win souls for Him. You are useless. Totally useless. 
You know, and it is very, very strange and very uh, onerous or one-sided. When we get blessing from God and we do nothing for Him. And the only thing you can do for God is to win souls for Him. Because that's what He died for. What Satan, what Satan doesn't want you and I to do is that. Are we together now? When we pay our tithes and our offerings, we only make way for our life, our future, so that we can be rich. And that God can provide for us. If anybody robbed God in his tithing, in his offering, your days of sorrow is coming and your prayer will not avert it. You know, when somebody is getting a retribute of, you know, fixed laws of God, nobody can fast such thing to stop. He cannot stop. The same way when you are faithful in your giving, your tithing and offering, when God starts to bless you, there is no evil spirit under heaven that can hinder it. If Satan jump into it as a devourer, he will die inside it. Either people like it or they hate it. A man who has been sowing faithfully and then the time of harvest comes, it is impossible for anybody under heaven. Angels cannot stop it. Talk less demons. The same way, a man who had not been faithful in his giving, when the devourer will come, they must come. The fasting of that man and the whole world can die because of it. It will not change the punishment. Because those things have season. So, when you come to pray, you only protect yourself. Because when you come to pray, Holy Ghost will lead you in praying against the plans of Satan over your life, over the lives of people. So, we discover that those things are indirect operation towards ourselves. If you seek God, as I say to you, you will only get closer to God. And when the closer you are to God, the more life won't catch you unawares. The more you understand what is to come. The life of your children cannot catch you unawares. Your life cannot catch you unawares. Even things going around your city, your town, your nation. People can panic, you don't panic because you have a pre-knowledge. Anything you don't have a pre-knowledge, as is happening, the moment you say, Lord, what? He will take you into the understanding. That is your know, profit to you. Satan can mess up anything around you. Because if he touches anything around you, because of your standing with God, your standing with God, you can switch in instantly. And in the spiritual, what you see is binding to the physical. And things will start changing around you. You are in control of life. If you seek God. But if you don't seek God, you'll be a good chatterbox. A toothless dog that barks. And demons of hell will take it easy with you when they have the privilege. Because of your contravention. You will pray and sweat. And yet nothing happens. If anything happens, it will be the normal thing that will happen to other people. So we discover that our serving God is an indirect way of helping ourselves. It's like a child who refused to eat. They give you food, healthy food. You won't eat all the things you eat. is McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken. When you are young and you are a teenager, when you grow to the age of, uh, uh, you know, 20s and stuff, when your full formation will have fully formed, you begin to be sick. When you get to the age of 30, you are having the same sicknesses with people of 50-something. You share in bed together with them. Because you have not obeyed the laws of good elderly eating, prayer and fasting cannot stop those sicknesses. 
because they are self-inflicted. So, the same thing with you when you seek God. You're doing helping yourself. Come to service, you come. It's for you. God is going to meet us for three days. You come. It's for you. God is not meeting himself. He's meeting with man. But the only thing you do for God is soul winning. I wanted you to understand the distinction between you and God. The only thing you and I can do for God that directly affect God. God created the universe and created all mankind there. Satan stole his creation. He came down and he paid with his life. And then he saved you and I by his blood because someone told us. And when we came in, we refused to tell others. You consider it. Consider it. If you have to be marked by God. And yet you ask God for everything. Give me husband. Give me wife. Give me children. Give me job. Give me this. Give me. And he does those things. Maybe our obedience to soul winning will do something. Ha! Ah. So, therefore, people have been beheaded because the Bible says so. So, it's easy for you to tell people about Jesus is coming now because if you meet someone, you just start the issue of ISIS. What do you think about ISIS, you know, guys? They are beheading human beings. How do you feel about people just cutting away the head of a man who is sinless? A man who wants to help them, they just cut off his head. I mean, what do you feel about that? And the person says to your manners of thoughts, and you tell him that, don't you think that's a devil somewhere? Oh, yes, he will say, there must be a devil that entered that, those guys. And then you can all help him understand the book of Revelation chapter 12 from verse 7. This is the origin of the devil, Isaiah chapter 14, from verse 12, Ezekiel 28, from verse 12. And the end of the devil is spoken in the book of Revelations. These who will be beheaded, look at it. That scripture in Revelations chapter 20 tells you that people will be beheaded. And then you can begin to take that person to Revelations, the last chapter, uh, 22. And you can go to verse 7 to verse 12. And when Jesus began to talk about the new heaven from chapter verse 1 of Revelation, and you can help the person know that God did not create this world to be in sorrow. Is a devil that walks through man. And man can escape it if you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But Jesus is coming too soon. So all these things are happening. Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 14, uh, chapter 24, you know, if you read from verse 4, Jesus spoke a lot about the signs of the end. And all these things that will be happening all over the whole place. And you can help the person to accept Jesus Christ with fear. Because when you, you know, many people outside that don't know that all these things are written in the Bible. That's the reason why you and I need to read the scriptures so that we can show them. You let him read it. You let him read it. Look at what he says there. You will hear of wars and rumors of war. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. And then the next verse tells you nations will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom. And we have passed the period of war and rumors of war. First World War, Second World War, rumors of Third World War is right on now. Nations are risen against nations and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine and earthquakes in various places. There are famine all over the whole place. The earthquake of Iceland is still is brewing right now. It's going to erupt again. And earthquake all over the whole world. And then he says something there. All these are the beginning of the bad, of bad pains. 
Jesus said it. The next verse, Jesus says, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and be put to death. They behead people now. Christians, they killed them. They went to a Christian village and wiped off 1,000 men in one day in, in uh, Iraq. An ancient Christian village. And you'll be hated by all nations because of me. Now every nation, including Britain, hate Christians. Passing laws to attack Christian values. And so God now has now said to them, I want you to run this government and let me see how you will. He raised an adversary against them. Call ISIS. Raised an internal adversary. The nation is breaking into two. All these things happened when Britain in their national, in, in, the, in the parliament began to make laws against Christ. Yet they have not understood. The third one will soon follow. In the midst of the chaos, there will be serious confusion and another king Britain. I told you before they happened, didn't I? Jesus said it. So therefore, it says at that time many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate one another. That's happening in Christianity now. Many people have turned away from the faith. You go to many churches on Sunday to waste your life and time and die and go to hell. Take your money, make you bankrupt. And somebody is getting rich on the expense of others. And they will tell you things that will make you feel good so that they can continue to milk you. A lawyer, I was told, I think in my, in my studies in law, that a lawyer has um, in his office two cows. No, two people. They were fighting over a cow. All right? Why these people were fighting over the ownership of the cow? The lawyer was milking the cow. Hallelujah, somebody. And they say that is law practice. <laughs> Sorry, senior fellows. Is that not what it is? Two people are fighting over a cow. And the lawyer was more intelligent. That Why should I fight over a cow? The cow is producing milk. These people are fighting. Instead of them to share the milk, when they are fighting, they say, okay, I'll give you a solution. You keep on fighting. I'm coming now. And he's milking the cow. And he's getting... <laughs> Hallelujah. Be careful of lawyers. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> oh, la la. You know something? <laughs> we have come to the end of time. We don't have time to waste anymore. God will require our generation what we have done to help these people. You know those people who are beheaded? You know, because they behead them doesn't make them go to heaven. Though they were doing what is good. But what is good does not take you to heaven, but salvation through Christ. But the fact also remains, if those people who do not know him die for good cause, why should we sit where we are? It is Christians that should die for such cause. Whatsoever man soweth that he reaps. I think today I don't want to talk to you about the coming of the Lord, but because of this, let me tell you what we're going to do this week. This week, guess what we're doing. On Friday, apostles will be seeing all ordained leaders in New Cross. We'll meet at 7. 
when you are coming that day, just come well. We will do our program, our prayer by 7.30, we start prayer, quarter to eight. Quarter to eight. Yes. That's when we start. Uh, we always pray GTA till 7.45. So we meet at 7. When we finish the service, we send people away. We remain here. I want to talk with you. I have a message from the Lord for you. All ordained leaders, male, female, all ordained leaders. Then on Saturday, I've been desiring for a long time to spend time with the choir. God had freed me. Because I'm supposed to go to Nigeria and Cameroon tonight. But the border of Cameroon and Nigeria was shut down because of Ebola. So therefore, I wasn't able to go anymore. And because of that, I'll be here throughout the week. So that on Saturday, I'll be with the choir. And I want all in this local those who wash their robes in the blood, that they will not have part in the second death. Outside our dogs. Who is that person by the projector? You should know it. You have been doing very fine. Revelations 22, yes. Go to the next one. I've passed this one. And it says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The next one. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go in through the gates into the city. The next one. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Keep that in your heart. We will look more into it. But this morning, we, I promised you last month when we started teaching about the Holy Spirit that I will teach you throughout the month of September about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit was made simple to us. We will all remember that we went through the purpose of the Holy Spirit together, didn't we? All right, let's go through it again. In the book of... Uh, um, what book talks about the gift of the Spirit? I want those sitting at the back to answer me. Hallelujah, somebody. This is church. <laughs> it's a place of learning. Yes, what book tells you about the gift of the Holy Spirit? Let me hear from the back. Let me. First Corinthians 12. All right, now, let me go through this with you. All of you must know this. You must know it. You must know it. First Corinthians chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Both start from verse 4. Are we together now? Write it down. Don't assume you will know it because I'm just giving you one scripture now. I will give you many more scriptures. The gift of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. Romans 12. Verse 4 begins both. Verse 4 talks about the gift. 
verse 5, talk about Jesus' service. And verse 6, talk about God walking. So, 4 to 6, 1 Corinthians 12. 4, there are different kinds of gifts, the same Spirit. 5, there are different kinds of services, but the same Lord. And 6, there are different kinds of walking, and the same God. Look at me for a few minutes. Remember the key. Holy Spirit gives you gifts. But the gift is useless if you are not serving. The reason why many Christians don't manifest gifts is not because they don't have it. You have it. Let me say this to you. A brainy person cannot be known unless you give him a book to read. Or you teach him to learn something. He has the ability to learn. Fast brain. He has it. Very fast retentive memory. To put that into action, he has to be taught something. And you discover he can't forget it like others do. He remembers everything others don't. So, the gift of the Spirit is given to you as a Christian. But the gift cannot be seen unless you are serving. So, first of all, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. But Jesus calls you to service. He opens the door to serve. Like those people who went out to go and preach the other time, on Saturday, yesterday, that is serving. Alright? Somebody is sick, you want to pray for them, that is serving. Somebody, you have a home group in your house, and you are teaching people the word of God, is serving. You know something about teaching in the home group or coordinating? It helps you understand that you have so much knowledge of the Bible, which you didn't know it. You will know it when you are challenged to speak. Or when you have to, you know, share your faith, you know, when you have to discuss something in the Bible and everybody is sharing, you wouldn't know that you are a great teacher of the Word of God until when you speak about what you understand from that verse. And everybody will say, wow, that's a revelation. That's how we know it. And so, if there is no active service, okay, there is no opportunity for manifestation, but... How do you manifest? Verse 6. There are different kinds of working and the same God. So, when God sees a man who is born again, serving, then God walks through him. Then you call that gift. That's what the Bible says. So, if I want manifestation of many gifts, then I serve. Let me say this. I want to see, I want to operate in the gift of science and wonders. Where, where is it necessary? It's necessary when I confront those who are evil, those who are voodoo, those who are witches and wizards, those who don't believe in God at all. Those who are Satan worshippers. So I go to where they are. Those who are murderers like these ISIS people. You will see signs and wonders when a, a child of God who had the knowledge goes into the midst of the ISIS and they surround him to kill him and then he operates. You will not see signs and wonders unless you confront them. I would mean now, like the Boko Haram of Nigeria, one of them who was a Boko Haram now converted, is now going about telling people something that happened, together with the Christians who were victims. The Boko Haram arrested people. Boko Haram is the ISIS of Nigeria. They arrested people, and Christians, and the leader said, every one of you deny Jesus now and accept Islam. And some guy said, no, we will not. He said, if you want to deny Jesus, come to this way. And people who wanted to deny Jesus went away that way. 
But then the others said, we will not. But they are very few. And he said to the Boko Haram that you kill us if you can. But to deny Jesus, you are a joker. The moment they, he separated them, his boys were, you know, very eager to shoot. He said, stop. If you kill these ones who refuse to deny Jesus, we are all finished. Their God will destroy us. That's what he said. This is one of the things that triggered one of the young Boko Haram boys to start thinking that, ah, if my boss can say, that those who serve Jesus Christ, you touch them, Jesus will destroy you. Then who is that Jesus? And that led him to investigate about Jesus. And he said this one waste them. And they killed all those who denied Jesus Christ. Nothing happened. You see, signs and wonders triggers when a Christian goes to the place where it is needed and work. And God works for you. I have given you testimonies about my encounters in, in Nigeria with all this uh, idol worship and stuff. It was among the idol worshippers I saw real signs and wonders. Among the idol worshippers. The first time that I saw great sign, I was preaching in a place called Ota in Nigeria. Ota happened to be from one of my ancestral park. Very highly wicked people. And because I come from their midst, my, my, the father of my 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 father's mother is the head, is the founder of Awuri people. And they call them Awuri. And it started from Igbesa. So all the kings of that clan come from my, my tribe, my, not tribe, my family. So, and all the wicked people of that tribe, they originated from my family. And I had to preach among them. So I went to the palace, the, the king was happy, but when I got to the place, and he told me, he said, you are from us, you know who we are. When I got to the place, suddenly, there was rain. And the place was filled up. So then, in a short time, there are some ants. They are, they are, they, these ants are like soldiers. They bite you, you know, and they die biting you. That's the kind of ants they are. They are big. They came over the lights and they surrounded the light. Like this light. They bombarded lights and light cannot shine anymore. Electricity. Bulb that is hot. I wonder. And all the lights, who are flores, uh, the halogen light, they, they clustered over it. And they were now biting. Others were biting people who were going like that. Okay? I have to preach. So, they now took a car. They put on car lights, trucks to be able to light me. Whatever the case may be. As I was praying, there was an anger in my spirit. And when the anger was coming in my spirit, I recognized that what an insanity. Why should I want to preach and all this is happening? And the people were there. When they called me to the podium... Then the rain continued to, it became so heavy. My Bible, if you look at it today, that Bible is torn in several places. I refuse to change it. It's utter. So therefore, the Spirit of God set up in me, and that was the first time in my life I received an understanding. And I said, a messenger does not disturb another messenger. You rain. 
I commanded to stop in the name of Jesus. Everything went boom. The place turned upside down. When I said in Jesus' name, all the ants disappeared. You know when ants fly, when ants cover them, uh, lights and you command them, they, they fly. You see them flying now. When we close our eyes, when I said in Jesus' name, they opened their eyes. There was no speck, no ant was found flying. We were told, a day, a, 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 a four days before, one of the boys who went to, to, to evangelize about, my, about the crusade, went to a woman, a witch woman, very old woman, and told the woman that, look, we are having crusade by next week, and we want to invite you to the crusade. The woman said to her that, are you blind that you entered this shop? The, woman, the boy said that, what is it? About this shop. He said, go and ask in this area who I am. People don't come before me with things like this and leave to see tomorrow. Yes. And that young man said, Mama, every day there is means. Every year there is means. You will see me and I will see you. Alright. That you never hear that there was beans last year and this year no more beans on earth. There is always beans every year on earth. And he said to the woman that, I am telling you about Jesus. You are telling me about your demonic power. That's because of you we come to, to preach. So that people like you will, will repent. The days of your evil is over. The woman died that night. Okay? The woman told the boy that this crusade will not hold nothing in this land. Nobody does it with us and escape it. So, which means the woman was the one who attacked the boy and the woman died. So, it was a crusade where, this is not England, where witches wear white. Okay? This is a place where they tell you that, look, you want to come here, we own this territory, don't stay here. If you stay here, what, we, we will fight. And anything that your eyes see, you go and tell. There are not people who hide their, their you know, talk. So, when that happened... The news went around the whole city. And that day I made a proclamation that there will be no rain here until I say so. It was in the season of rain, there is a period in Nigeria that you have seven days continuous rain. It was that week. And that rain did not fall. Wonders will happen when you, confront, when you go into confrontation with Lucifer and those who profess to serve him. And because the gift of wonders is the gift of the Spirit, and you are in service of the Lord Jesus, then the Father walks through you. We see miracles, blind open, people walk, dead raised. We see all that in our mission fields because we go to where the gift is needed. God has to do the work. But you cannot, God cannot walk through you if you are not in the act of service, it's useless. Now you consider now, as a normal human being, why should God walk through a person who is not in service? When the Bible says the gift is given, in verse 7, to profit others. So, Holy Ghost gives you gifts. Jesus opens the door for service, according to service, and so that God can walk through you. That's the combination of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You will never see miracles unless you are serving. There is no need for it. A man who is not responsible to feed people should not have a job. I repeat myself. A man who only wants to feed himself, what is he looking for a job for? He should just be taking gyro. 
Oh, yes. Ah, am I saying something? <laughs> Listen to me. Jairo will keep your life till death. But the moment you walk and you earn salary, it's because somebody else must benefit from your labor. Somebody is having wedding, you give them out of your labor. Somebody is bereaved, you give them out of your labor. Somebody is poor, you walk on the streets and you see someone sitting down there, rain and snow is falling over them. Oh, you have, you, please, penny for the guy, penny for the guy. I want to eat, okay. I'm not going to give you money, but I'll give you, what do you want to eat? You want to eat McDonald's? I pay for McDonald's, you eat it. It's because you are working. Isn't it? So, but if you are not working, what do you need salary for? You don't need to be promoted. You just need to remain and and gyro until dying day you go. So are you and I. If we don't serve, the gift is there rotting because there is no reason for it to manifest. Let me give you two more things before we go. If you look at this statement of First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one to three. You will discover, therefore, that we can summarize it by verse 1 to verse 3. The key problem of believers is ignorance. Look at what it says in verse 1. Now about the spiritual gift, brothers, I do not want you to be what? That's all. Ignorance is why Christians don't manifest the power of God. Someone says to me before when I was telling him about my encounter. Look, let me say this to you. January, we are going back to Africa. Next year, January. Write it down in your diary. I have the first week in England. The second week I fly away. To Africa. Especially Nigeria. Beginning from Nigeria. Those who live in darkness. Unto them the light shall dawn. And those to those who live in the valley of the shadow of death. The son of God will arise. We are going. Not the normal evangelism people are talking about. Face to face. We are not going to do crusading cosmetic Lagos. And let Lagos remember. If I go to Lagos, I want to go to where the witches, people who slaughter people and use them for that. Where they are, that's where we are carrying the battle to. We are carrying the battle there. Because we don't have a life to protect. For me to live is Christ. We will go. Some of you will go with me and you will see. So that when you see now, I will back off when you move. And destroy the devil. Ignorance is the greatest killer. Satan doesn't want you to know that you have the gift. He wants you to think that the gift is for some people. I, I was sharing a, the, the, my trip with one mighty man of God. One of the biggest in the world. Known today. And large too. Churches all over the whole country. And his pastors, senior pastors were with me. And he was telling me to share with them about my encounters in all these crusades I do. And when I was sharing with them and I told them that, look, you guys can operate all these things. You know what he said? He said, no. He said, no, 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 no. He said, let me tell you, don't, don't, don't emulate apostle because he is having this privilege because he's, he's gifted. That is what he told his senior boys. And some of my ministers who were there, when both of us now went to eat and they were with the senior guys, they told them that, no. Sorry, we do respect to your overseer. What apostle tells us is different from what he just said. Look at the scripture. Jesus said, book of John chapter 14 verse 12, If you have faith in me, you will do the things I've been doing, and greater works shall you do. He didn't say, what shall apostle do? 
And he told those guys, this is the teaching of apostles. We operate in it. People have gone who are ordinary members with apostles into mission field. God has healed the blind through them. It's nothing to us. Are we together now? You understand this. Satan doesn't want you to know. Ignorance. Ignorance. As far as I'm concerned, if the Bible promised any Christian anything on earth, I don't care about the whole world. If that promise is for Christian, it is for me. Why should I doubt that it's for me? I can't doubt because the condition for it is to be a Christian. Full stop and I am. It's not con- the condition is not to be an apostle, a prophet. To be a Christian, you can operate in the gift. Full stop. Now, let me give you the last one. Because I should have gone now to, to cathedral. The God he says in the last one. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. Keep this in your heart as a memorial to remind you. However it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. The next verse says, shall we together? Stop. Read it again. Stop. Read it again. Is it true or false? Now listen, therefore, there is nothing about you you want to know that has not been revealed, but it's in your spirit. Hmm? That is the Spirit of God inside you. Anybody who doesn't have the Spirit of God in him doesn't know this. God has revealed to you what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what mind has not conceived, by his Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is inside you. He has every information about your life. Can't you understand me? Are we understand what we? I'm going to announce those who are going to be married now. Amen. Let me tell you about me at your age when I was planning to marry. Three times I made attempts to marry my wife, who we have been known that we will marry. We have done everything a man and a woman should do in preparation. We got a good job. We got a good job. We save money. We, we equip our house ready for marriage. And my father-in-law said, no. Haven't known me for five years. Agreed me, with me. Everybody in the family know that this is my wife and my family accepted all the screening period we have passed through it. Because in Africa, when you marry, they have to investigate the family you want to marry, whether they, are, they go mad there. If some people go mad in that house, nobody wants you to go there. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is the engineering of Africa. Engineering of Africa is not, it's not biotechnics or, 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 or neuroscience. No, it is side science. They inquire if there is a leper in that family, you cannot marry there. And when your parents say you can't marry, you can't marry, full stop. Thank God for that principle. Because you marry in Africa, you don't marry a woman, you marry a family. Neither do you marry a husband, you marry a family. That is why the heritage of Africa has been... heritage of Africa has been... Lucia, she bought her wedding gown, she bought my suit from Italy. My shoe, my clothes, my tie, silk. I don't know anything about dressing there. I don't know. 
She is the one who travels about and whatever she gives me. For me, Kijikpa is all right. You don't understand what I've just said. You know? But she's the one who knows, you know, all this Guvanchi name and all their stuff. Okay? I couldn't marry. First time, my father-in-law said no. We were begging him. Second time, he said no. We were pleading. Third time, we went to bring the people who are his own father. They spoke to him. In tears, he said no to them. So, you know what I did? I went to God. I got what is happening here. You told me this is my wife. Now, we have made all effort to marry. They refused us. We even went to court for marriage, dressed to court. And we came back on marriage. We broke the record. Yeah, we came back on marriage. Because when they were marrying people, wedding people, when he got to Aton, with the the entourage of people who followed us, they asked me that, uh, if you marry here, do you want to marry? Are you a Christian? I said, yes. Or a Muslim? I said, we are Christian. Say, you know, if you marry here, will you marry in church again? He said, yes. They said, no, you can't marry here. Then you go and marry either in church or here. If we marry you here, you cannot marry in church. It's marriage already. Ah. My wife and I looked at her and said, and we left. We came home. At home, when we came back home, uh, the wives in our house, they took water. They pour on my wife. They say, hey, welcome, new wife. I say, what water are you pouring? We didn't wait. <laughs> As we came, went to the court, we came back. All the food they cooked, everybody sat and they started eating. To celebrate wedding, they didn't take place. So, you know, when we talk about a situation, we went through it. But we insisted because the Lord had told us. So now I went to God. When I began to go on the journey, about a few weeks in that journey, you understand, journey? Pray, 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 every hour of prayer. And an angel appeared to me and took me to heaven. It was my first time as a young man, the Lord took me to where the calendar of the world is kept. I'm saying this because I want you young people to know you can do it. I was not a pastor. I was not even a deacon. I was only a chorister. Full stop. The angel appeared to me and took me to heaven. When they took me to heaven, the Lord took me to a room himself. And he opened, he said, that is your file. He took the file out and opened it from the day I was talking. Showed me all my life. And we were discussing things. In that file, I saw what will happen in my life. Everything that will happen daily in my life. Both my choice and the choice of God. This is where many people are confused. You know what you and I will choose to do? God knows it. Before you make your choice. And that's the reason why he could write it down. That it is your own choice that you have made. Which you will make on those days. And he has his own will too. His will that you will agree with. That will happen. He has written it. His will that you will disagree with. He has written it. It's not because he determined you to disagree with it. He knew that when you get there, that's what you will do. You know, those of you who will follow wrong company, it's written that you will choose to follow wrong company. And after you have suffered at this year, you will repent and come back. Those of you, when we say pray, you won't pray. It's written that you will not pray. <laughs> oh, yes. And those of you that will say pray, you will pray. You, it's written that when apostles say pray, he will pray. You know, when we are doing service, 
And people are praying, say prayer. People are praying with their whole heart. And some people are looking like this. It has been written that they will be looking. <laughs> Hallelujah forevermore. Oh, heaven is full of jokes. So that you, by, by God's jurisprudence, you and I cannot disagree with what is, what is judgment is. Because his judgment is just, they will show you, it's your choice. And they will show you that that's your choice that you, you made. We have known it here. And look at it, we have written it. Not because we predetermine you to do that, but because that's what you will choose to do. Mm-hmm. So they got to the day that I will wed, the month. And the Lord Jesus said that this is the month of your wedding, as ordained by me. Choose a day. And I chose 30th of April. And he said, you got it right. I was excited. And the Lord says, nobody gets it wrong before me. You got it right because of me, not because you are <laughs> smart. <laughs> when you are in the presence of God, you know things as he wants you to know it. You know? And from those encounters, I have a real understanding of the scripture. What eyes have not seen? What no ear has heard? What has not entered in the mind? God prepare for those who love. But you know the key is to love God. So when I came back from the journey, I just told my parents that this is what the Lord had revealed to me. I called my wife that don't worry anymore about daddy. We kept on doing our duty to our father. Because in our own age, when you are about 19 or 20, you start working. It is your duty to financially take care of your parents, which we did. We took care of our parents. We don't want a time from them anymore. Because they, they paid for our life throughout our life. And we struggled to make sure, you know, do all our best to make sure that we, no matter how small it is. And my dad, my, my in-laws, my father-in-law, they are happy that you bring something for me. Even beginning from little Kulano that is about less than a pound. That you give to your father. Ah, he's happy that my child also is. And we did that. So by the time we were going to marry, we don't have any issue. We were fully ready, but heaven wasn't ready. But God revealed the dates to me. So we now decided to go for that date. When we printed, we printed our cards, I think about a year ahead, the hall the Lord showed me, we booked it. That hall is not always available, but because the Lord said it, that is Glover Hall in Lagos. In Lagos at that time, the best hall any human being can use in that nation was Glover Hall. Because it was in the days of his prime, before they built the other stadium stuff. We booked it because the Lord had revealed it. We set everything, bought all things, our parents' clothes, we bought it. We bought our own clothes. I will call that marriage. We told our parents, don't worry, we'll take care of it. We, we walked and we mounted this up. But on that day, let me say this to you. Two weeks before, my father-in-law disagreed. And the church was prepared. And then, a week before, the pastor said, if your father-in-law does not agree, I will not solemnize this marriage. So we went to my father-in-law. And he refused to take my car. He was going to the pastor. He refused to go in my car. So you expect that he's going to say no. But because the Lord had determined. When he got to the pastor, the pastor said, just say one thing and that's all I'll do. 
You want this marriage to go on or you don't want it? If you don't want it, I cancel the marriage. And my father-in-law bent his head. When he raised his head, he was crying. He said, Pastor, yes. And he came back to me at home with my wife and said, now we have to start preparing. On my wedding day, when they finish and we go to the reception, I'm talking about revelations. My father-in-law, once he agreed, we just brought the clothes and said, Dad, you don't need to worry. This is your clothes. We have sewn it for you. This is mommy's clothes. We have sewn this. This is what you wear in church. This is what you wear. Everything that I prepare, we give, we give it to him. And he now said to me that he will take care of my dowry. My father-in-law paid my dowry. You know, dowry is what the father-in-law takes from people. You don't understand. You don't understand. So when his people came and said, we are looking, for, what about this? Has he brought this? He brought it out. I said, that's it. I said, I brought this. He brought it out. I, said, I brought this. Bring it. Give it to me. He bought everything we need for dowry. And when it came to the money to pay, because some of you just get woman cheap, you marry her cheap, and if you are not careful, you will use her cheap. You don't just get things cheap like that. You know, the people said, because of, you know, education and all stuff, you are going to pay huge money. My father-in-law said, no. He said, in my culture, he said, dowry is one guineas. One pound one. Okay? And he put his hand in his pocket. And he brought the one pound one and put it there. Are you are we together? This is the man who has hindered my marriage for nine years. He put the money there. They asked for a cola nut. He brought the cola nut. He said, these ones are born again. They don't give cola nuts. <laughs> they asked for alligator pepper. He said, this is there. He said, these ones are born again. They don't give alligator pepper. They asked for uh, we, uh, golden gin. Gin. He brought his gin. I said that these ones don't drink that stuff thing. You know, they took gin, this green bottle gin. Snap. Yeah, snap. I put it there. <laughs> My father-in-law brought everything out. You know why I'm saying this to you? Nothing is difficult if you can serve God. Nothing is difficult if you can serve God. Things turn around. And on the wedding day, my father-in-law came to me after I gave my speech. And he carried me. And he said, my son. Before his death, he said to me, he said, I will hand my family over to you. He has senior boys. He said, you know, I have senior boys. He said, but you are going to be the head of my family. And he told me a secret about his life that he didn't tell his senior boys. He said, they will ask from you, you will tell them. And they will find it as I have said. You know, I'm talking about when a man's way pleases God. When you can seek God, it makes all the difference. Every success of a man that is not, is not attached to God that success is short-lived. Whatever is attached to God because you love the Lord, it will last forever. You have the right to know your future. Let's pray. What I... I'm going to thank God for the gift of revelation. Father, we bless your holy name. We exalt and magnify thee. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. 
You can know tomorrow by the Holy Spirit of God. We exalt and magnify thee, O Lord. Praise be to your holy name. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for these people. There are some things I speak about you that is very rare in this generation. But it's the truth because it is in the scripture. Can man encounter God? Of course, yes. Is there any child who had never encountered his earthly father? Lord, from birth till death, we are owned by you. I pray for this household. This is September. Visit them. Lord, I ask you for something. Bypass our inadequacies. Give us an encounter for experience. We do not claim before you any standing. But Lord, we stand before you falling. We ask that you raise us up. Lord, we do not claim before you that we are so eloquent or we are so faithful. We have struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. So, Lord, we ask, lift us up from the fallen. With your mighty hand and mercy, cause us to stand on solid rock. Help us, take us to the peak of the mountain where sight is not hindered. May the voice that speaks through me be understood by all men. May the purpose of eternal king be fulfilled in life of this house. This week for you, it shall be a week of encounter. You will encounter God when you go out. You will encounter God when you come in. You will encounter God when you sleep. You will encounter God when you wake up. You will encounter God when you are sitting down. In your office, you will encounter God. On the streets, you will encounter God. Wherever you go, you will encounter God. In your business, you will encounter God. Your hopes shall be realized in this new week. God will, will reveal himself to you, and you will know it's not by your ability. He says he makes all things beautiful in his time. Because this is the time, Father, all things shall be made beautiful for us. Because it is your time, all things shall be made beautiful for us. Father, we pray for the meeting of mommy in Abuja. This morning, let your glory be made known. The meeting she's going into in Lagos by the week. Father, in the meeting, let your glory be made known. We pray for Pastor Jerome. Tomorrow, the nation, I will be looking up to him. As they are expecting me and I'm not able to be there. Master, you who sent me, appear in that meeting. You who sent me, anoint Pastor Jerome with power. Let the nation of Cameroon be shaken to foundation. Father, do miraculous things that people shall be afraid of. Lord, at the end of the day, that your name be glorified. For us, let this week be the week of awakening. So that we can enter into your purpose. We bless you, Lord. The lame walk, the blind see, the dead are raised, as the gospel is preached. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Please let's take our seats before.